הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדרך אני אוכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני הפך כדושים יש ארבעה ארצים במבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייגם את שמחה נענח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן So ברוך השם we are starting where we left off in lesson 4 of the Kutim Moran Tinyana We left off at section 4 And we just talked about the idea of Hashem's Chesed That when it comes down to the world We don't need to engage in this melacha and all these asakim. We don't need to engage in all this labor and all these works because it will be done for us. That's whenever Hashem's chesed is brought down in the world. Whereas if it's lacking, if Hashem doesn't bring down the chesed, then we need to do all this stuff, all these essentials, whatever it is that it means. Um, food, drink, etc., etc. In order to... Um, in order to survive. And that is too considered in Avodat Hashem, um, as we discussed in last, uh, in last uh, class. So, section 4. However, a person needs to accept this chesed, this divine loving kindness which God will bring down to a person. If he does bring it down, a person needs to accept it with, with, by step by step or gradually. Because in abundance of loving kindness, it's impossible to accept, to receive. Because a person would literally cease to exist, would be nullified completely because of the abundance of kindness. As brought down in the Gemara Ta'anit, page 23, that a person cannot accept too much good. And a person needs to build this vessel and conduit to receive this and to accept this chesed. And Rabbeinu teaches us how to create a vessel which allows us to accept this chesed gradually is through fear. That vessel is created through fear. Because fear um, creates and engraves um, or creates in a chakika, an engraving or a tzinor or a conduit in order to receive this chesed. Bifrinat is brought down in Bereshit chapter 49. is a lawgiver. And a lawgiver from between his feet. Which means to engrave, meaning to engrave a vessel. Meaning that this engraving comes through Yirah. And what is the feet? What does it mean that a lawgiver from between his feet? That what is the feet? The feet represents fear. Because fear or the feet. Represents the end of the body, but fear is also the end. How do we know this? Kemosh Katuv is brought down at the end of Kohelet. Sof davar hakol nishma et ha'elokim yera. In the end, all things having been having uh, been considered, et ha'elokim yera. The sum of all things is what to fear God, which means at the end, sof davar, the end of all things is fear, which is the same like the feet. The feet are the is the end of the body. Meaning through fear, which is the aspect of feet. You create an engraving, a tzinor, a conduit, to accept within this vessel that loving kindness of God. As we see in Bereshit chapter 49, that verse, a lawgiver between his feet, that a lawgiver comes from the word chakika, which means in the engraving of this vessel. And from between the feet means from fear. That the vessel is created through, the, through a person's fear. And this is what is brought down in Bamidbar chapter 17. And the staff of Aaron, of the house of Levi, 
began to blossom or blossomed. Meaning that chesed, which is significant or represented by Aharon Kohen, as we talked about earlier, that Kohen is a chesed and Aharon is the ultimate Kohen. He's the Kohen Gador. So this chesed, which is the aspect of Aharon, a person needs to receive through this vessel. Which is the aspect of fear, as we saw. Sitcha de Levi. As we see in the verse, Mate Aaron Levet Levi, the staff of Aaron to the house or to the tribe of Levi. And we know that Levi represents fear. As the Kohen represents Ahava, the Levi represents fear. And this is why it says in Tehilim chapter 20, um, with the saving strengths of his right hand. Meaning that the salvation of the right hand comes through Gvura strength, which is the aspect of Levi, which is fear. Nice. In section 5, and the, the, the way to create this essential fear is through the revelation of Ratzon, divine will. Bifrinat is brought down in Tehillim, chapter 145, um, that the will of those who fear him, he does. Meaning that God listens to the will of those who, who have fear of him. Meaning through the revelation of fear, Rabban was translating this verse a little bit differently. That through the, tra- the revelation of, of Ratzon, of will, you create fear. Meaning, sorry, meaning by the fact that you reveal that everything is governed by God's will. Because we know that God created everything with His will, with His desire, without without being obliged to do so. He did it according to his own will. And God brings life and sustains everything according to his will. There's literally no um, obligation for nature at all. Meaning God created all this stuff, this nature, whatever we think as, na- whatever we think as nature. But there's literally no obligation for this to, to exist in the next second. But it's because God is constantly sustaining the world that he creates the world constantly. And he's creating the world in that way which he does so, which is through nature. But he doesn't need to. Meaning through this, when we reveal that everything behaves according to God's divine will, through this we create fear. Because once that is relevant, uh, sorry, once that is revealed, this idea that everything is governed by God's will, then there's punishment and there's a reward. And then went to his punishment and to his reward. Because God created everything with this side, the evil side, and then the holy side. And he created it according to the way he desired. Which means you could choose it for good or for bad. And which means that there's punishment and reward. So applicable to that punishment and reward, that means that there, we have to fear Hashem. That it says the Yaakov feared very much. Amar, what is it in the Gemara over there about this verse? Amar, he said, Shema Yigromachet. Uh, what did Yaakov say? Why did he fear? That perhaps, Yaakov was thinking that perhaps this, this sin had caused him to lose his protection. Meaning that Yaakov feared because he believed that if he had sinned, that he would lose protection, he would get punished. Which is this idea that fear comes through this idea of punishment and reward. That if he does a sin, that God is going to repay him accordingly. 
But when God's divine will is not revealed, and people think that there's an obligation for nature to exist, meaning that it's only by the realm of nature that, that God isn't governing this world. God forbid. That everything is governed by, the, by the Mother Nature or by nature itself. God forbid. Then if a person believes that, then fear isn't applicable at all. Because there's no punishment nor reward. Because everything behaves according to the way, according to the course of events that nature so decides. And nature is not supernal. Nature is just nature. So by default, a person who believes that nature is running the course of events in this world, then there's no aspect of good or evil. It's just everything is decided according to chance. And and shayach yiraklal. There's no fear at all there. Because there's no reward or punishment at all. God forbid. Because of the fact that everything behaves according to the way nature obliges. So, God forbid a person would ever think such a thing. Nimtza, we find So we see that the essence of fear is via the revelation of will, of God's divine will, that God creates everything according to the way He wills so. And section 6, that teaches us that the revelation of God's divine will is through the holidays, the holy days. Because each of the festivals announces and calls and reveals God's divine will. That everything is governed by God's will alone. Bifrinat is brought down in Parashat Vaikra, sorry, Sefer Vaikra, chapter 23, Mikra Kodesh, that you shall call it holy. That this holy day calls and announces that Ratzon of Hashem, that divine will. Because each and every single one of these holidays, these festivals, God did for us many awesome and miraculous signs, which were Literally the opposite of nature. And through that, that we reveal that literally nature is by God's divine will as well. And that God is governing nature the way He decides to, to do so. And that nature, God forbid, isn't rid of Hashem Himself. So through this, because each and every one of these holidays represents an awesome, or has awesome miracles associated with it, with this we reveal that everything was done by God's will. That everything is with God's will. There's literally no necessity for nature at all. Meaning that nature isn't running the world's course. God forbid. We see this with regard to Passover. The, whenever we left Egypt. That God took us out of Egypt with awesome miracles. On the holy day of Shavuot. We see that God gave us the Torah. That God gave us the Torah with awesome miracles. And on Sukkot, and on Sukkot, we see the envelopment in the clouds of glory. That we were enveloped by God's clouds of glory, which is also an awesome miracle. So we see all these festivals has awesome miracles associated with it, miracles that are above the realm of nature. And therefore, each and every holiday announces and calls out God's Raton. In the aspect of what we say, Mikra Kodesh, 
that the Kodesh, the holy day, is Mikra, it's calling out, it's Kore, it's announcing God's Ratzon. And therefore, this is why we call the holidays Regel. This is why we say with regard to those three holidays we mentioned, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, that it's the Shalosh Regalim, the three Regalim, which means festivals, but Regel means leg. Why do we call the festivals with regard to the leg? Because we saw that the leg represents fear. Because through Yom Tov, the holiday which reveals this God's Ratzon, what did we say when we reveal God's Ratzon? Then there's punishment and reward. And when there's punishment and reward, it's applicable and it's fitting for us to fear God. As we saw with Yaakov. So this is why the Yom Tov which revealed God's Ratzon by default creates fear with it, which is why we call the Yom Tov Regalim. Rabbeinu teaches us though, however, we don't constantly hear the voice or that sound of that calling of the festival. We don't hear the sound of the festival calling out God's divine will. This can be sensed, recognized in the joy of Yom Tov. Because each and every person, according to how he feels and listens to the sound of that calling of the Yom Tov, which is calling and summoning that Ratzon, um, the same is true of how much his joy of Yom Tov exists. Or how, or commensurate with how much he hears that sound is how much his joy of the festival is. Because when we reveal God's Ratzon, that everything behaves according to God's will alone, then we know for certain that all the servitude and all the exiles and all the adversities from the, uh, from the other nations that they are making, that they are putting a very heavy work upon us, Upon all these things that we know that God will take vengeance upon, um, will take vengeance for us on our behalf and punish these nations and redeem us from their hands. But when a person believes, God forbid, when a person thinks and is mistaken to think so, that everything behaves according to the um, according to the um, course of nature then we can't say that it's applicable that there's going to be nekama. That we can't say there's going to be uh, vengeance taken upon the other nations who have made us suffer. Because of the fact that everything is governed by the way of nature. God forbid. And this is the aspect of what is mentioned in Tehidim, chapter 58. That Tzadik is happy when he sees revenge. He'll bathe his feet in the hand and in the in the blood of the wicked. So what is Pe'amav, his feet, Daika? As it's brought down in the verse, Pe'amav Daika, it says. Specifically his feet, Pe'amav. What is Pe'amav, the feet, which we talked about, or the, the Yamim Tovim? But what is awesome is that Pe'amav comes forward, it's brought down in Dvarim, chapter 16. That three times in the year um, that Hashem shall see all of the males go up to Yerushalayim and celebrate the three festivals. For those three holidays. 
which represents the feet. Because we said the feet reveals fear, just as the holidays um, reveals fear through the announcing of So, Pe'amav, he obeys his feet in the blood of the wicked. Why the feet? Because it's referencing the holidays. That it's these holidays that he, it's through these holidays that through these holidays he's able to reveal God's raton, and through that the tzaddik is joyous because he sees the vengeance take place. And as it says in Tehillim, chapter fifty-eight, men will say, "Ach, There's indeed reward to the tzaddik. However, there's a God who's ruling in the earth. Meaning what? Meaning when we reveal that there's a God who judges the entire world according to his desire. And that there's reward to the tzaddik. Meaning that now that the hashkacha is in place, that we see that God, everything is divine, um, engaged, everything is governed by God's divine providence. We see that there's reward and punishment. So now there's reward to the tzaddik. And God will... Take vengeance upon the wicked. But it is in through this, Yismach Tzadik, the Tzadik will be happy. And this is the aspect or represents the joy of Yom Tov. Which comes via this revelation of God's divine will. And that divine will is revealed through the festival. And when the festival calls out that calling, that the festival calls out and announces God's divine will. But not every person merits to hear um, the sound of that calling of that Yom Tov. Because there are wild animals that tear apart prey and they, they claw at and tear apart this prey. Who are these wild animals? Rabbeinu teaches us these wild animals who tear apart and claw at their prey are what we call Chachmeateva, those wise men or philosophers of nature. That they try to show with their mistaken wisdoms that everything is governed by nature. And they, they try to make it as if there's literally no divine will, God forbid. And that even the miracles and all the awesome signs that God showed us, that God did with us, they try to place it all under the category of nature. That they try to say, this is the way of nature. And these philosophers are wise men, quote-unquote, are wild animals. And they claw at and they tear apart many from our nation. Many Jewish people fall into their tricks. That they fall into mistakes and they too follow these wild animals and they believe as if everything is governed by the 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 nature's way of working so when these people gain strength then the roaring um then the roaring sound of their um philosophical nature is able to rise up and overpower that calling of the voice of Yom Tov, the sound of Yom Tov. Meaning their sounds of roaring, of uh, ideas of philosophical nature and that everything is governed by God's nature is able to overpower the sound of Yom Tov which is trying to reveal God's Ratzon in the world. That that Yom Tov 
is trying to call out, uh, uh, call out and reveal God's Chatzon. Um, and then what happens? The sound of these evil people puts to rest the joy of Yom Tov. God forbid. Because the essential joy of Yom Tov is only able to occur through the revelation of God's Chatzon. And because that Chatzon is being covered over by the sound of their roaring, that we can't reveal Simcha now. And this is the aspect of what is brought in the verse. Your enemies roared in the midst of your meeting place. They made their signs for signs. Meaning the roaring of these enemies. Meaning the sound and the voices of these wild animals, which are these wise men who believe everything is governed by nature, it literally enters the midst of these festivals. Literally the festival, Mu'adim. Not meaning place, but festivals we're talking about. The holidays, meaning the sound of their roaring is able to overpower the sound of our Yom Tov. Which is calling out and announcing God's divine will. And that roaring sound of these enemies is able to enter that holy sound. And they roar with their voices that everything is governed by the natural course of nature. God forbid, according to the way the constellations are ordered, the heavens are ordered. This is what it says in the verse, They made their signs for signs. What does that mean? That they turned their heaven, the heavenly signs into signs. That they believe that everything is only upon the signs of the heaven, and that everything is governed by that, meaning the constellation. According to the um, way nature is obliged to work. But to subdue, and to subdue these wild animals, these wise philosophers of nature, who through the great wise man of holiness, that corresponding or opposite these wise men of philosophy who try to mis mislead everyone into their foreign wisdoms, that there's a holy wise man who counteracts their force. That this wise man of holiness is able to tie together all these divine wills, all these wills, the retzonot, all the wills that exist within the root of all the wills. That within the root of all the wills, the root of all will, which is what we call. That is the, the keter we're talking about, the crown of Hashem. Meaning he's able to encompass all the wills within God's divine will. Within the root of all will. And the root of all will is where Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. And look in the Zohar, Parashat Nassau as well. And this, the source of all will, is what we call the forehead of Ratzon. The forehead of the will. Bechinat is brought down in Shemot chapter 25. And it shall be on his brow and his forehead to bring them Ratzon. Meaning that the Ratzon, meaning that it is the brow or the forehead which contains all the Ratzonot. And the person needs to, and this Tzadik, this Chacham Gadol, 
needs to attach or to bind together all these wills that exist in the world to the root of all wills, meaning each and every single will that a person has for whatever it is and bind it all together within the source of all will, which is um, and through this he's able to overpower to subdue to refute the wisdoms of these wise men of nature that they completely deny and they they deny God's will and Ramenu teaches us that cor- or opposite this forehead of holy will you see that there's a forehead of the snake, which is the root of all the wisdoms of nature. Because each and everything has a root, has a source. And the root of the wisdoms of these nature of this nature, which we talked about, these wise men um, who put everything under the realm of nature, um, they receive their koach, and that's their source. Um, the source of all their um, wisdoms comes from what we call Metzach Hanachash, the forehead of the snake, Bechinat. Um, as they brought down in Shmuel um, Aleph, chapter 17, Mitzchat grieves of copper upon his feet. What did Mitzchat Nechoshet play around the world? You have Metzach and Nachash. Nechoshet from Nachash, and Mitzchat is Metzach, the forehead of the snake. Which is said about Goliath, Meaning, Goliath is the aspect of the Metzach Hanachash. He's the forehead of the snake. Because Goliath was a denier in God. He was an atheist. And he wanted to show that all of the things that happen in the world, everything is governed by nature. God forbid. This is the forehead of the snake we're talking about. And this is what it says in the verse. Upon his feet, Raglav? Sibot. Raglav means Sibot. Sibot means reasons, methods. It says in Bereshit chapter 30, Hashem blessed you at my feet. What is at my feet? Because of me. And here Rabban is saying, because of me, the aspect of Sibot, which means reasoning. Because this is the explanation what we're saying about here in this verse, Bereshit chapter 30. Yaakov was telling Lavan that Hashem was giving Lavan all these blessings because of Yaakov. Yaakov was telling Lavan that the only reason why he has blessings is because of him. We find that we see that the feet represent Sibot, meaning the reason behind something. It's just that Yaakov, he depended every all the reasons of Hashem, all the methods of God, all the method, methods and everything that happens in the world upon God. He put everything under the realm of God. Goliath saw all these methods and all these, these um, let's quote-unquote, circumstances and everything that happened in the world um, and he placed it under the forehead of the snake. Meaning, meaning he said that everything was governed by nature. That God wasn't ruling the world and that God doesn't rule the world. This is what it says. That there are greaves of copper upon his feet and those greaves of copper represent the forehead of the snake. Meaning those sibot, those methods, those reasonings, whatever happens in the world, for whatever reason, they believe that those reasons came because 
um, that the reason for all those things was because of the, um, either in Yaakov's case, either because of God, or Lavan's case, or Goliath's case, because of nature, God forbid. Sometimes, God forbid, the aspect of this forehead of the snake is able to gain so much strength before in actuality. Meaning through a specific person who nourishes his wisdom from this forehead of the snake. Which is the root of the wisdoms of nature. And he's able to show with his wisdom that everything is governed by nature, God forbid. And there's this person, God forbid, who, who takes this aspect of the forehead of the snake, meaning the root of the wisdoms of all this philosophy and nature, and he puts them and places them within the wise man of holiness. Sorry, Sorry, I skipped a line. And what happens whenever this evil man places the root of all this philosophical nature within the wise man, uh, with, within the domain of the wise man? What happens that this wisdom, this evil wisdom of the forehead of the snake begins to enter and issue sorry and begins to, um, to enter into this tzaddik one analysis Analysis of an issue to another analysis, and go deeper and deeper, and raise even greater, greater problems. Until he enters in a yun, in analysis which is very subtle. Until it threatens to blemish. God forbid. Until God forbid, is literally about to threaten and blemish the root of all raton, and bring heresy over there, because the the. This tzaddik, this chacham gadol, he's the one who's putting all the ratzonot within the root of all holy ratzon. But God forbid if an evil wise man, um, like Goliath in the case that we just mentioned, like Bil'am, tries to bring down all, um, tries to bring down their wisdoms into the into the um, domain of this tzaddik then it can bring heresy to the place of the Shoresh HaRatzon, to the Metzach HaRatzon. Um, and he's able to threaten the entire world, basically, to convince them, as if there's no Ratzon at all in the world, God forbid. Know that this forehead of the snake receives his sustenance and nourishment from the wise men of the generation. Ziknes, sorry, from the elderly of the generation. From those who have long days in the generation. Meaning those old men, when these elders have no wholeness, no perfection. From these people, these wise men who engage in wisdoms and philosophy but aren't perfect, who, have, who don't have who don't have length of days and holiness. The forehead of the snake is able to receive their strength from these people. Because Zaken is a play on the words one who acquired wisdom. That's an old man. An old man is one who acquired wisdom and is brought in the Gemara Kiddushin, page 32b. 32B. And a person, anytime he gets older, as long as any single day is added upon his life, 
The older he gets, he needs to add upon each and every single day that he has added holiness and added knowledge, consciousness. That old men who are Talmudic scholars, the older they get, the more settled their minds get. This is what we're talking about. That a holy person, any single day that is added upon his life, he needs to add upon it and to bring in within that day added holiness and that. As they brought down, God called the day, uh, sorry, God called to the light, Yom, day. God said that the light was day. Meaning that each and every day needs to have oh, needs to have more light, needs to be illuminated even greater. That the more day you have, the an extra day you have, you need to illuminate that day with even greater holiness. But when these elderly men, who have length of days, in this generation, when they blemish their days. And they don't add upon themselves um, light of holiness and consciousness every single day. Meaning they, they don't change themselves. They don't try to get better. They stay the same person they were and they, they get worse and worse. It's from these people that the forehead of the snake is able to derive nourishment from. That the wisdom of all nature and philosophy is received from these people. Because from the fallen days of these elderly people whose minds aren't settled like those Talmud that from the blemished knowledge and consciousness of these elderly men it is from these elderly men which the forehead of the snake derives nourishment from which is the forehead of the snake the forehead of um, sorry the, the wisdom of nature and God forbid, when this happens, um, the wisdom and knowledge of this nature that we talked about, this belief that everything is governed by nature, is able to be strengthened in the world, God forbid. And now, people are able to deny God's divine will because of this fallen da'at and these fallen days of these elderly people. That this dot, these, this consciousness and these holy days fall into impurity because of these elderly men who don't add on holiness and ktusha and um, dot every single day of their life. And this is why it says in Eliyahu chapter 14 that the short-lived are sated with vexation. With anger. Meaning these two aspects that we mentioned above. Meaning those short-lived are those elderly men who don't live their days properly. That they don't add holiness and consciousness every single day. This is what we call being elderly and having long days. 
So when these elderly people, they blemish their days and they don't lengthen their days with holiness and that because that is what we call true length of days. When you add on holiness every single day, you try to be better every single day than you were the day before. As Rabbeinu teaches us in Chaim Oran, Rabbeinu said about himself that he would have no reason to live had he been on the same level the day previous. Meaning each and every one of us has to strive to implant and um, to engrave within our days holiness and kedusha and da'at and holy knowledge of God every single day to be better and better to try to do more than what you did yesterday and these elderly men who stay the same way that they were it makes them worse and worse and worse and this is what where the what do you call it um, this is what it says in the, over there uh, as we see in Eov chapter 14 that this is what we call short lived Meaning, even though they're elderly people, their their days are extremely short. It's from these people that the forehead of the snake receives its strength from. Because the forehead of the, the snake stands opposite the forehead of Ratzon. And this is what it says in the in the verse, they are sated with vexation. They are satisfied with anger. Meaning, this is the opposite of true divine will. But when these elderly people are proper and they're fitting, meaning they fall into the category of what we call a true zaken, a true elderly person, which is what? One who acquired holy wisdom, as we talked about above. Through this, we're able to bring strength to the revelation of God's divine will. Zaken, an elderly man, unsufanim, and the man of esteem. That through holy, um, being a holy, el- holy elder, we're able to overpower holy ratzon. Which is the aspect of esteem. Because esteem, or nesiat panim, granting favor, is this aspect of ratzon, divine will. As Elisha told Yehoram, um, were it not for the presence of Yehoshaphat, I whom I esteem, I would neither look or notice you. Meaning, if it were not for the presence of Yehoshaphat here, who um, Elisha said he found lots of, who he held in high esteem, that he would not pay attention to Yehoram. Um, nor notice him. That Elisha had no divine, had no will for Yehoram, no favor for Yehoram. Only through the esteem in which he held Yehoshaphat to be at. Through this, um, Elisha um, favored Yehoram, as if we can say, that he desired Yehoram, meaning that he gave him the um, respect and not, noticed him. We see that Nesiut Panim, esteem is the aspect of Ratzon. And this is why it says in the verse, Zaken Unesufanim. Elderly Unesufanim and a man of esteem. Because the man of esteem connotes Ratzon, as we saw with, um, with Elisha and Yoram. So, we see all this amazing stuff. But Baruch Hashem, it comes to tell us 
how much we have to be careful that every single day we have to add that in Kedushah, not to waste our time. To Be'emet every single day, try to be better than we were the day beforehand. Because if not, then every single day we get older and we don't improve. We are giving more strength to that Metzach HaNachash and it's for that reason that many people, God forbid, fall off the path. Why? Because we give strength to those um, men who try to prove everything is under the governance of nature, God forbid. And if we don't try to overpower that, then many of our nation, God forbid, God forbid, um, will fall to these kofrim, fall to these deniers and uh, heretics. May we be spared from such a thing. So that's it for today. And Bezrat uh, Hashem will continue section 9, um, starting with the words, Utsdaka, um, next class, Bezrat Hashem.